Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Discover New Music podcast from us at Full Pelt Music. Shortly, we'll be joined by Shadow Smile to discuss their single, Signed in Blood, which we've featured over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify. But before then, the usual reminders from myself. If you would, please do follow us on social media. You can find Full Pelt on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And finally, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, whatever you're watching or listening. Welcome, uh, Connor from Shadow Smile to the Discover New Music uh, podcast. Absolutely delighted to have you on. We've obviously featured the band single Signed in Blood over on our Discover New Music playlist. Hence, we've invited you on to the uh, accompanying podcast. Um, so, you know, first question is, how the hell are Thank you? you? How are you doing today? Oh, I'm very, very well, yeah. Yeah, really well. The uh, single's doing well. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, I say, really enjoyed Signed in Blood and everything else we've been listening to and checking out from the band as well. Um, so the Discover New Music podcast, you know, clue hopefully is in the title for people to discover some new music and, and bands they might not be uh, familiar with. So we always start off with the same um, section uh, or segment, um, the origin story, we call it. So for those unfamiliar with Shadow Smile, um, what's the origin story for the band? How did you arrive at this current point in time? Originally, we started um, just before um, all the lockdowns hit and everything. We just started um, by, we wrote a song, um, me and one of our guitarists, who's actually left the band now, but we, we wrote a song and we were just going to the studio to record it. Uh, there was no plan for it. It was just, okay, we've got this idea, we'll just record it. Uh, it was never meant to be any live stuff or anything. It was meant to be, that was it, that was the end. Um, and then we sort of just posted it on socials and people, well, a lot of people seemed to like it. So we ended up just kind of stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but, uh, but it was, then it was great because we got, um, we, we recruited band members, mostly our friends that we already knew. Um, and yeah, then we became a band and then started doing more songs. And uh, yeah, it's just been growing ever since, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, it's great when something organic like that can can you know um, grow, and obviously, especially if it wasn't the original design. Um, I mean, obviously, it's always interesting talking these days with musicians when they say, "Oh, yeah, yeah, we formed," you know, January or February twenty twenty, you know, just before the because it's probably not a worse time in many ways to you know start a, a project. Um, but in other ways, it um, actually speaking to a lot of the musicians we've had on, it is actually almost been a good thing because it's given them extra time they didn't expect to have um to allow them to to write and record and and uh, obviously explore where they want to go i don't know if that's something that you felt as well oh definitely i mean it, we, we kind of forged our entire identity by being stuck at home and not able to do anything we wrote like a whole ep um stuck at home uh but you know the beauty of the uh, the internet is that we could we could drop down ideas email them over someone could add it to their Pro Tools session and, you know, we could keep writing that way. Um, yeah, I mean, it really gave us a lot of time to to not gig, but to really spend time building our, um, for want of a better word, our brand and, uh, yeah. and and really focus on what we wanted to be as opposed to uh, just, you know, the, the old way of being in a rehearsal room, playing, playing, you know, the songs through, trying to work out what we wanted to do and trying to get everyone to shut up while you showed them their part. We didn't have to do that, so it was... Uh, it was it's really a creatively excellent time for us. I mean, obviously, there's a, it came at a horrible cost, but it was um, yeah, it was very positive for the band in a way. 
Yeah, yeah, no. It, obviously, the pandemic was it was horrible for for everyone, but you know, it is nice uh, on these podcasts when I get to yeah just explore some of the small positives that perhaps did come out of it. And of course, you know, one of the big positives for for us that has come out of all of this for Shadow Smile is is the single signed in Blood because you know we have really enjoyed it, stuck it on the playlist. Which you know we don't just stick anything Thank on that you. playlist; it has to pass you know <laughs> a certain test um, that we enjoy it. So um, obviously, listeners listening to the podcast need to certainly check that song out and if you um can't find it on our obviously playlist but it's all over the streaming sites so obviously you can um just search for shadow smile and you'll be able to find it in all the usual um places um but talking about the single then signed in blood um so what can you tell us about the song you know how did it come together for you and what are the themes behind the song so so that song in particular is, um, it was actually a, another accident where yeah. we've, we've written a whole album, um, which is coming out soon. Um, there's going to be another single before that comes out, but we had the whole album sketched and recorded, ready to go off to mix. And we were just, we listened through and we were like, it's, it's great. But there's no obvious opener and there's no obvious opener for live. And we like to start with a bang and yeah. um, get a big theatrical opening. So we need to write another song because there's, there's nothing that's an obvious live opening. You know, like you have these iconic opening tracks that bands have, like Avenged Sevenfold are great at this. They always had like critical acclaim on stage and Queen had like one vision. And, you know, these songs that are clearly written to open a show. So like, we need one of those. <laughs> so yeah. so we took that influence and, um, and tried to make a, a groove-driven kind of party song, really. But the, the lyrically, it's inspired by... Um, we're, we're always a little bit not satanic but you know the, the kind of pop culture version of the devil where it's kind of you know you've got a ghost t-shirt on so i know you know what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> um it's um we've always been kind of into that it's, it's just the most metal thing so we um uh, we kind of want to do a song from the point of view of the devil and um, kind of like um call me a little sunshine by ghost or sympathy for the devil by rolling yeah. stones or something like that so um, yeah, so we did that and uh, it came together really nicely. And then we did a video with lots of fire and uh, yeah, it was, it was quite quite a metal way to start the album, I think. Yeah, definitely. And it's quite interesting. Yeah, the, the story, obviously, that you kind of had the idea that, well, we need still need something here. Uh, and obviously it came to the fore quite late. But the one that, the thing that jumps out for me is um, Paranoid by Black Sabbath, of course, because I think... Um, they literally yeah. had you know a couple of minutes left that they needed to fill on the album and they just quickly jammed something out and it turned out to be their most successful <laughs> single you know so it's it's funny how these things can work out it's amazing how it sometimes works i mean that song came about i think we had um we had this idea that was a, it was actually a ballad and it was in three four times so it was like a waltz kind of thing and i had those lyrics set for it and it, we never used it so it was just like Oh, just just play a riff and it was like oh that's like it just came together it's in a similar way probably not in the last couple of minutes like theirs did but it just it really um yeah it just came together like like within i think we wrote and finished it and recorded it within an afternoon so it was yeah. it was uh the, the quickest thing i think we've ever done which is yeah but it came out all right i think almost <laughs> came out absolutely it. fantastic and listeners again definitely need to check it out and i'm glad you mentioned the video 
um, because I always like to have a little look for the uh, the video of the songs that were featured because it's a bit of a lost art these days. You know, gone are the days of MTV and all the other you know channels that you used to sit and watch on front of the TV. Of course, we've got YouTube now, um, but it's not the same really. Um, so it's nice to see when artists do put a little bit of thought, a little bit of effort into the video. And I thought the video that you've put out with uh, Signed in Blood works really, really well with the song. So you know, how did that concept come about for you? So we, it was around Halloween when we came up with all this um, and I'd been to a screen of uh, The Lost Boys and, and I love that film. I don't know if you've seen it, but yeah. it's one of my favourite films ever. And uh, in fact, the, the look of the band is kind of inspired by The Lost Boys in, in that video as well and, and going forward. But um, there's a scene where they all kind of go into their hideout and they've got like the, the torches, the fire on the end. And that, that's where the torches idea came from. And then throughout our previous music videos, there's always been like a satanic cult lurking in the background. We've got these hoods and stuff, so we've got them in as well. And they're not a real satanic cult, they're just our mates in hoods, but it's, um, they, they, they've got the torches as well. So um, we, just, we just kind of wanted a, a nice performance video where there's no not really any narrative in it, but it's just a, a good representation of us, the way we look at the moment and the way we perform. And I think that's... Uh, it's almost like a live preview, but set in yeah. some abandoned factory with a load of druids. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. And it, um, it does work really, really well, actually. And, and you know, uh, I think is another good introduction for people checking out Shadow Smile for the first time. So again, there'll, there'll be the links for the video in the, the bio of this episode. And I encourage listeners to, to check out the video. Um, so... All of this is, yeah, is kind too. of, from what I understand, building towards uh, an album potentially, um, which you've got plans to, you know, for crowd crowdfunding to um, get that going. So, how how is the album progressing for you at the moment? Uh, it's completely done. Um, we we we've yeah. started crowdfunding it in the beginning of two thousand twenty-two. Um, we raised the money quite quickly, to be honest, that we needed, and we just uh, we did it, and. It's it's off. We actually just got the uh, the masters back uh, last week. Of the whole thing's mastered now. We've got the cover arts done, so it's all ready to go. It's just that now we're just waiting on the uh, the release date to be announced, and then we're good to go. But yeah, it's 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 ready. It's ready to go. This is the first single from it. The next single's coming next month. So yeah, it's it's in. It's coming. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely fantastic to hear that machine is is turning, and obviously you're heading towards. Um, getting that out there which is going to be fantastic for fans of the band obviously and you know, more so for yourselves of course so um yeah it's obviously you know fantastic to hear um that yeah the album is on its way and, and everything's uh turning as it should do with that what what could you offer the listeners in in way of a you know little taster what can they expect from the album when it does arrive so it's just difficult because if, if they've already heard of us and they, they kind of have an expectation of what we do they they will there'll be things that they recognize which is like catchy choruses lots of guitar solos um but there's more there's more in the way of symphonic elements so there's a lot of strings on this one uh, i think the songwriting is a massive improvement overall i mean i suppose i would say that but we definitely <laughs> worked a lot on on refining that process and uh, really looking at songwriting as an art form as opposed to just sticking all the riffs together and shouting on it you know um but I think we really um, we take a journey kind of through a lot of different subsections of the genre as well. So we kind of go we start with Signing Blood, which I'd say is kind of a classic metal with a poppy chorus kind of thing, and then we go through 
a little bit of an industrial feel and then a bit of a new metal feel and you know a load of different things a bit of grunge but it all kind of comes back it's cohesive but it's it's quite eclectic so and it's yeah. very dark dark all the way through there's no there's no breathe it's really dark but <laughs> it has to be because the whole concept of the album is the seven deadly sins and the journey through hell and it's yeah so it's um yeah it has to be dark <laughs> It certainly does, but you've certainly whetted my appetite. It, it sounds really intriguing, so I'm looking forward to that. And of course, it's a bit of a diversion uh, from uh, what I understand you guys were doing. So I think yeah, the, when you first, obviously, as you say, were, were setting out your brand and obviously introducing yourselves to the world, uh, you, you concentrated more on a run of singles, um, purposely almost not releasing uh, an album. Um, so what what was the thought process behind that? Um, well, previously we've always done singles just because it's kind of you can do a lot with one song, and you can you know music content for a long time. You can um, you know keep working with that single and and then build some momentum with the next one. Um, but with the album, it was just it was purely because we had a slightly bigger idea this time. So we, we didn't really it wasn't a case of okay we're big enough now we can do an album. It was just we have this concept so we we want to do something with so. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably do singles for a bit after the album, and I don't know. I don't know if albums are going to be around much longer. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Mm. Um, I was I was watching something with um, Ronnie Racky from Fall in Reverse, and, and he was sort of saying there's not really. He doesn't think they'll do another album again. I know uh, Slipknot have said that they're probably not going to do another mm. album. So I like I like albums because I like the long form and I like the, yeah. the artwork and I like the lyrics and I like you know everything like that. But I think you know. I don't know how long it's going to be viable for, to be quite honest. But um, yeah, but then sometimes you just have an idea for a song, and it's you have to go with the art really first. I think it's like, okay, what have we got? We've got this song, right? Is it part of something bigger, or is it just need putting out? And previously, it's always just been getting it out because it's it's done. Yeah. And with the album tracks, it was a bit more like, well, this feels like a piece of a jigsaw that needs to. There are some songs on the album, but also I wouldn't. I'm as proud of them as I am of any of the singles, but I wouldn't put them out as a single because they're not written in that way. They're written slightly um, uh, more more indulgent in a way, but also more kind of um, I don't know. Just they're just not singles. They're not. Um, they've still got the big choruses. They've still got everything that makes Shadow Smile song, but they're just not. They're not made for radio. The times a bit long or a bit, you know, a bit um, a bit deep in theme sometimes. I guess. For, for radio to pick up on but then who listens to radio anyway so. true true i mean yeah as you say that debate around the future of albums has been going on for as long as i can remember now and they still seem viable for now but like you say everyone's attention spans are sort of shrunk now and you need those punchy singles or you know shorter videos and all this kind of stuff to obviously engage with audiences uh, a big part of which of course is uh utilizing social media something i think you, you as a band are doing quite well from what i can see um and uh, listeners to the podcast um this is the bit where i'll always give out the handles uh so obviously instagram and facebook shadow smile music uh and twitter if anyone's still on twitter you can find uh, the band at shadow smile 666 so obviously that's how we all keep in touch with each other these days you know how uh, how much of a focus ha do you tend to put on the social media um, side of things, or would you much rather not have to do that? 
Um, I, I mean, I like the the fact that we can access fans and fans can access us like immediately. That's quite cool. I would like there to be a bit more mystery about things and to not have to do like, a, oh, here we are at this show. I, I do like the old fashioned kind of, you know, back in the Led Zeppelin days when the whole attraction was that you didn't know who these people were, but you didn't heard this sound that you just, what the hell's that? But I don't know. I think it's just, it's just, uh, you can't control so it's just you've got to get on board otherwise no one's going to discover you or i think some bands do see it as a bit too much of the be all and end all mm -hmm. and they only released a video on facebook and things like that but i think it is very much um it's the now and it's how we're living for the time being so we'll see what happens with that because uh, yeah. some interesting developments going on with web3 and, and and you know um what's going to happen with the future of um artists to audience um I guess the the way people consume their music might change again quite soon. So, yeah, I'm not sure, but I, I think when you look at it, everything's kind of social media. It's like YouTube's kind of social media, yeah. Spotify's kind of social media because the way people release now, it's like boom, boom, boom. Here's a post. Here's a post. Here's a post. And you know, it's it's very a lot of the hype's almost dropped out of it. And you know, we we've had people where previously it'd be like, oh, we need six weeks um, before your song comes out. To, to cover it and now yeah. it's like oh yeah let us know when it's out because we can't cover it till it's out anyway and you're like well this is this is flipped on its head but exactly yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's just but i quite like the fact that we can engage with people and and we get a lot of engagement there i think we've because we started out just before the pandemic and did a lot of our building the pandemic we're quite fluent with with that whole thing and how to release using it so i think it's um it's a force for good and bad <laughs> like most is... things are yeah, I often say that about social media. There's, there's very positives uh, to it, but there's obviously some really uh, bad elements to it as well. But um, thankfully, the pandemic is over, uh, roughly, anyway, uh, and uh, live shows certainly are back. Um, so the band, you know, have been able to get back out there and play some shows. And I know you've got some shows coming up, such as uh, Hammerfest and Call of the Wild uh, festivals that I, I noted down, um, you know, what, how would you describe yourselves as, uh, you know, as a live act, and, and you know, what is your main sort of selling point that people should come and see you for? We're really, really good. I mean, that is the main <laughs> selling point. <laughs> um, I think uh, we, we we've, we've got a theatrical element. I mean, our influences range from like bands like uh, Ghost and to to like Bring the Horizon, or but then also bands like Queen. Um, so we've got a very we write everything thinking, you know, how's this going to work live? And if it doesn't work live, we just don't play it. You know, there are songs we've written that we just yeah. don't play live anymore because they didn't work quite well. So everything's kind of curated in a way where it's, it's thought about within the set. And we, we try to make everything feel quite immersive. So we'll have um, a playlist that plays before we come on. And it's it's very, um, yeah, we try and make it a bit more of an event than just a, just a uh, just a gig to say it's a show and it's um it's more like going to see phantom of the opera on broadway than it is going to see a band in the pub i would say yeah. but it's um yeah there's not too many props or anything it is it is very much just us and them when we get on stage but yeah we just try and make it as immersive as we can um and i think it usually delivers and people seem to have a pretty good time when they come and that's our aim give them the best night we can which is a fantastic like motto to have, you know, to, to try and do that. And it feeds nicely into 
the next portion of the the podcast. It's a regular portion that we call Setlist Science. Um, so I'm a bit of a setlist geek uh, and kind of pay a bit of attention to you know what bands are out there playing. Um, and it's interesting to hear you know that you do kind of you know you want to you know, tailor the shows to suit um, you know obviously the audiences, but also you recognise what songs don't work and all this kind of. Um, stuff around you know the building of a set list so you know the main question with this portion is you know, how much attention do you play to the structure of a set list and uh, do you have any rules that you tend to try and follow definitely have i wouldn't say rules but there are definitely um i don't know uh, i mean we do pay a lot of attention to it that's the answer to the first question is an unbelievable amount of attention is we pay to it. But we um I think it depends on the set length. So if you're going if you've got a 20 minute set, I, I always think you should take influence from the very best peak bands. You know, you look at the very best bands live and I always go back to Queen because they're my absolute favourite band. And I look at their live aid set and it's just yeah. like it's hit after hit after hit and they do not relent. And I think that's when we've got a support for that's very much the mentality it's like okay how many bangers can we get into yeah. this uh, <laughs> into this 25 minute set if we've got a headline set it's like okay where can i fit a costume change in or where can we you know do this stuff you know it's not you know it's um it's very much about peaks and troughs i think there's yeah. you know you've got to get your ballad in but where do you put that ballad you don't want to kill the atmosphere so you want to bounce in for the first couple and then you've got to get your ballad and get everyone waving the lighters and so it's there's, there's a real a lot of, a lot of thought goes into it and especially when you're constantly releasing new songs and you're kind of thinking oh where does that fit and which song do we have to drop out to put that in um and then you get attached to songs as well so you're like i really don't yeah. want to drop this song i mean our very first single was called digital god and we've recently done a run of shows in london and nottingham and a couple of other shows where we've actually had to um drop that single and it's like yeah. that's our first song and it's it's you know, how do we drop this but we had to and because we only had sort of half an hour sets and but you do it and and i think you improve and you tweak it and, and a lot of it's so much trial and error because things can work in theory and you kind of go this will work and then you get on stage and it just chokes and you're just like yeah. we had a song and we wrote it specifically knowing that it was going to be great live and we're, oh, this is going to really get people bouncing and we played it live probably twice and it was like this is really like dying out here we, we get out and it just doesn't doesn't fit and we moved it around a couple of times and we just realized it was people like listening to this song but it just doesn't translate to that arena yeah um so yeah it's it's a real a real i mean you call set list science but i'd say it's almost a science and an art form at the same time yeah. I and mean, it's kind of like a whole um you can get really creative with it um like another thing is whether you play any covers in your set and yeah we, we sometimes play a cover we sometimes don't a lot of the time it depends on you know say we're playing a festival we often drop a cover in because it's like oh here's you know it, it kind of gives people a little bit of a oh we get who you are now we get hmm. you're for us or you know you're not for us and i think uh yeah i think it's a real a real um a real tweaking process it's almost like um you know like trying to tune an old radio where you kind of got the two yeah. lines and you're just like trying to get the two lines to match it feels like that a lot of the time um and then it's, it's also like having those songs where okay this one's got audience participation you want where do we want that do you want that at the beginning maybe not because they're not quite warm to us yet so at the end maybe they've warmed up to us and they'll do what we want them to do because there's nothing worse than getting out there and trying to get people to clap or go and then they just sort of ignore you and look <laughs> at the back of the room or, so, yeah i think there's um 
there's a ton of thought. I think any band that takes live shows seriously probably spends a lot of time thinking about that. Yeah, I, I would to, hope to look so. at other people's answers to that actually, because um, there are, there are bands I know take it very seriously, and there are bands I know that just turn up and play. So it's, exactly, uh, I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is my favourite portion of the uh, of the podcast to hear these answers because I'm a set this geek, and like you say, it is interesting to hear because some people literally they they give it no real thought. They've got well, well, this is our set list. We've been playing it for the last two years on this album cycle, and this is just what we play. We, you, know, you mentioned trial and error. I think that's a big thing for me. Um, you know, for bands to be able to say, well, actually, this isn't working. Let's just change it up, even mm. if it's just a little tweak. Like, well, rather than playing it there, we're playing it there. You know. Um, so yeah, no, your answers uh, definitely pass in my test. You, you can see how much uh, you know, um, sort of passion you've got for it. Which, again, as an audience member and someone that is a setlist geek, I can, I, I can notice that it comes across. Um, so I mean, is that so something you've picked up from being an audience member yourself, perhaps? Or I'm, I'm very rare, rarely an audience member. <laughs> my my biggest downfall is probably that I don't um, don't go and see enough live music. Um, the problem I have is that I, I love spectacle and I love like really big shows. So yeah. I'll go and see I'll go and see arena bands, but I'm terrible at supporting local scenes. And I know I sh I'll get shot for saying this. But, <laughs> um, I I like it when, when we're playing with some bands. I, like we played with a band called Confide uh, the other day, who I love. They're really great guys and they write really great music and they put on a great show. Um, but it's very, it's very like um, it's almost Rage Against the Machine like show where they're kind of it's underground. And, yeah. But I, I do like a bit of spectacle. Um, I like like Ghost one of my favourite bands. Um, I went. They were they're one of when was the last band I went to see? I went to see Tool last year. Yeah. I love Tool. And anything with a big like show, like I'm a big WWE fan. Like I, yeah. I love anything with with spectacle. And so as an audience member, I'm normally just sort of wild that I'm seeing like one of my favorite all-time artists so I probably don't dissect set this as much as I should except when I'm in that mode and going okay we're looking at Queen's Wembley set or we're looking at Guns N' Roses Tokyo 92 set what made it so special and how can we um basically steal from that yeah <laughs> uh, so I guess I guess I look at sets of kind of what I consider all-time great shows far more than I do when when I'm actually in the moment watching um, an, an act, I, I think really I, I have a very difficult time switching off. And when I go and see a show, I, I really make the conscious effort to just switch off and not be in work mode because it's very easy to get into that way. Like, oh, of course, I feel that idea. Oh, that's good. And then you just um, you end up not enjoying anything in life. So, yeah. <laughs> do you have a favourite set list of all time? I'm curious with you being a set list geek. Um, I mean, you talk about bands like obviously ghosts yeah um like i'd love to a band that sort of will tailor a set list for a show and i saw ghost at the royal albert hall which you know the sort of aesthetics of the royal albert hall mixed with ghost and the theatrics there were, i mean that was salivating enough but when when they come out they, did played, they did two sets they did they played two separate sets yeah. brought back a lot of songs that hadn't been played for a long while and um, you know, the way it all played again, it was just absolutely masterful. So, I mean, off the top of my head, and, and talking of go, I mean, that would certainly be one that I would would pick. But um, yeah, no, I, I love when bands. I mean, Tall Tall are another one uh, uh, from memory that you know they kind of mix it up every single show. You know, so like yeah. they've obviously got the diehard fans, and they know they've got the diehard fans that are going to come to multiple shows on a tour. So let's give them a different show. Let's not just play that same set list. 
every single night with the same light show every single night you know the, the bands like that that mix it up i, I can really appreciate because again there's it, it shows they're doing the work as well they're not just going through the motions so yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. my my wife's favorite band are Clutch, and they do that yeah. they, every show. They'll go and see multiple shows on a tour, and it's like it's a totally different set. And they apparently they just pick on the night what we're going to play. Like, yeah. I wish I knew our songs that well, but I could just pick them on the night. Well, exactly. I mean, you got to appreciate the musicianship. I remember interviewing uh, Bold and for Soup um, a number of years oh, yeah. ago, and and talking to them, and they said. Um, yeah, they don't have a set list. They know what the first song or first two songs are going to be. And then literally Jared, the lead singer, just has these tells um, and he just sort of, you know, gives whatever signal he gives and the rest of the band are like, all right, it's that song next. And they just start, they're ready for it. And uh, so, I mean, and again, they've got an extensive back catalogue. So, I mean, I was impressed, you know, like to be able to, at the drop of a hat, go, oh, we're playing that song. Yep, I'm straight in the re ready for it. I can play it, you know. So, I mean, yeah, credit credit to bands like Clutch and and, and Bowling for Soup for Absolutely. doing it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, I say I love that part of the chat. Um about set list but um you know overall with with our chat you know I, i've ident identified you know sort of you know the 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 passion and and you know thought process that goes into shadow smile and another note that i had noted down um is you know just doing a little bit of research for the interview uh stumbling across um you know your website and the store um just you know the effort that appears to go into the, you know the merch that you put out there um again a lot of bands well, we'll just stick the band logo on the chest pocket and then there you go, it's a t-shirt. You know, you're, you've got, you know, some really cool designs that, you know, listeners again should go and check out and perhaps purchase. Um, again, is that yeah, conscious? Lots of yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, is that conscious on your part, you know, that you want that, you know, look and, and brand, I think, as you called it earlier? Yeah, I mean, I, I always, I always wanted a clothing line, if I'm honest. Like, yeah. I always thought if I didn't do this, I'd want a clothing line. And, I'm not good enough at designing or anything like that. So I was like, oh, I'll first stick to singing. And then, but then I, I sort of got better and, and like messing around with things. And, and the thing I found is that, you know, collaborating with people, we have some great artist friends that we can collaborate with. And then sometimes I can just kind of mess around and design something cool. Um, but yeah, we, we think, I think that most is like a really big part of any, any artist now. And we can't just do the, the logo on a t-shirt anymore because it's just so you have to have that t-shirt in the range i think you have to have yeah that. but if you if you only have that it's really um i don't know i just i couldn't i couldn't do that it's like having you know those bands where they just have a picture of the band as the cover yeah. of the cd i just couldn't do that either it's just like i want everything to be immersive and you know and to represent. like so what the idea was that we'd have a an item of merch or pretty much a t-shirt for every song so yeah. even on the album, it's like a T-shirt for every single song that's on there. Um, and it's not the artwork from the album. It's, it's totally different artwork. Um, and it's just because we know that people, A, like collected things. I mean, if you look at a band like Kiss, like they've yeah. gone through so many yeah. transitions and so many different things that people want the um, everything they've ever done and, and that that whole kind of collection almost it's like it's almost like star wars figures it is. you look like the action figures like oh you need this variant of, of darth vader and you need this variant as well and i think people are the same with, with merch and i think that's um that's that's and i really like that i like the psychology of it i like i like messing around with designing and i also like um 
having another artistic outlet as well to sort of go, all right, yeah, you bought into this, but have you seen this? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a, a traveling salesman a bit, but so. Yeah, but that's necessary in the industry these days. And and it's great, again, because, you know, I mean, Ghost to one, obviously. Um, I, I feel I have to buy a T-shirt every time I see Ghost because the T-shirt designs are so cool. Um, but there's, there's other always bands... a new figure on there. There is. A new pattern. Pre precisely, precisely. There's other bands, though, that I absolutely love that I've never bought a T-shirt for because their T-shirts are always just so basic and boring. Mm. And you think... You know, as, especially cost of living crisis and that. If you're going to fork out, you know, quite often, I mean, like bigger bands these days, 30, 35 quid for a T-shirt, you know, you, you want them yeah. to look nice. You know, you don't want just the, that band logo. So, again, credit for yourselves for, for the work you're doing on that. We're trying. <laughs> we're, not, we're not quite <laughs> at ghost levels yet, but we, uh, we keep getting better. And then hopefully one day we'll have um, the best merch in the game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And everything that we've talked about, you know, Signed in Blood, obviously, listeners, you need to check that out. And the video, obviously, an album's on the way. Um, and obviously, the live shows. And again, listeners, you know, follow the band on social media, Shadow Smile Music on Instagram and Facebook, Shadow Smile 666 on Twitter, um, to stay in touch with I didn't even know we had Twitter. <laughs> I didn't know we had it. Um, I know I've got one, but I didn't know we had Twitter. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, perhaps um, bring it back from the dead, but then uh, I don't know. Twitter's kind of uh, not in the best place right now, so perhaps not. But um, certainly, yeah, listeners, and, and you've got obviously the band's website as well. You can go along to, and the link for that will be in the bio of the episode. So again, listeners, I encourage you to really, uh, you know, check out everything coming from the band, keep in touch with them going forward because there's a lot on on the way. So uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you, Connor, and having you on the the podcast, and really, really insightful. Um, uh, sort of aspects of the settler science i think that was one of the best answers that we, we've had uh on the show so oh, um what what would be your final message for the listeners today i always like to put some pressure on uh, the artists just to end this up <laughs> it's, it's one of those questions that you get a lot and then you just yeah. still never know what to say but um final message just thank you everyone for checking out this podcast for checking out us for checking out you for checking out our merch for buying stuff and coming to see us live and listen to our music and anything else <laughs> i don't know it's just a, a rambling answer but uh i guess overall just thank you and yeah yeah thank you for no. having me uh, absolute pleasure absolute pleasure thank you for coming on connor well thank you everyone for listening i really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with shadow smile make sure you check out their single signed in blood over on our discover new music playlist on spotify and of course follow the band on social media you can also follow full pelt on social media we're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And again, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening, because we'll be back very soon with another episode of the Discover New Music podcast.